testimony. So from morning, uh, not from, from afternoon, we are listening from different kind of uh, preacher, some kind of discussion we are having. So today, uh, just now, what we are going to do is basically just question and answer. It looks simple. You can see questions are there on your printouts, and you will find some Bible verses and discussion. And that's all. Nothing much. So you must have heard of these terms: personal Bible study, personal devotion, morning watch, appointment with God, family worship, listening to God, spiritual discipline, or daily walk with God. If you are not part of this, no worries at all. So if you see all these terms, there are three common components or three common ideas. That is read, pray, and sing. Let's, uh, let me ask you one question based on that. That is there on printouts that you can see. Are we as a believer of Christ supposed to read, pray, and sing? If we do, what is our motive? If not... Why not? Before answering to this question, I just wanted to ask you, who is this believer of Christ? Okay, you don't have to answer, I'm gonna answer this question basically, and we are listening from Brian from this morning about gospel friendship. Uh, and same thing, I've been reading from First John. First John I'm reading currently in my question. So I'll quote from First John, which is printed already. So I'll go. I'll read out to you. You can have a look on your printouts if you have Bible. Please open Bible and you can open to First John, two, chapter two and verse two. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. I am writing to you, little children, that is 1st John, 2nd chapter and verse 12. I am writing, writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his namesakes. So who is this believer of Christ? Those sins are forgiven. And we know that. I think most of us here in this hall, we are here and we are repented and believed in Christ uh, because uh, uh, our sins are forgiven in Christ he died and he rose again and by repenting and believing in Christ we became a Christian believer of Christ or born again Christian so I can say most of us uh, who, are, who are here we believe on Christ and we are in Christ so those who have repented and believed in Christ they are the believer they are the one uh, we can call them believer of Christ it's from the world and also when I was, uh, doing my quiet time first John same chapter chapter 2 verse 3 says and by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandment so the Christians and believer of Christ they know Christ and if they know Christ it is written that uh, if we have come to know him we keep his commandments so that's uh, the second part of uh, this uh, first question uh, are we as a believer of Christ supposed to read pray and sing 
So what we are supposed to do? So basically, First John, verse two and three says, uh, chapter two and verse three says, we have to obey or we have to keep his commandment. And this book, when I'm doing my quiet time, I find I found that uh, the idea of uh, there are similar ideas like obeying his commandment. So believers, we have to obey his commandment. We have to walk in light. We have to abide in him. We have to keep his word. And other parts of the Bible, when we see, we see that basically we are to glorify him and we have to worship him. But today we are gonna see. Uh, three important thing uh, from the, his commandment or I can say from the worship uh, that is uh, read, pray, read, pray and sing. If we have to obey his commandment, where should we go and where we will find his commandment? And in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, 16 and 17, it's uh, printed, uh, it's mentioned that the word of God. The scripture is basically a word of God. This is what God says. So if you have to obey commandment, and if you have to find his commandment, we can go and find it on the scripture, basically. And then we have, I have mentioned a couple of Bible verses. I'll not go through all the verses, but I'll pick one verse, that is Psalm chapter one and verse two. It says, but his delight is in the law of Lord, mm. and in his law he meditates day and night. Mm. So here, psalmist talk about believer, born again believer, and righteous man, he delights in the word of God. Not only that, he also meditates day and night. So the practically if we talk about uh, meditating on his word, where should we start? We can start practically by reading his word, by knowing his word. And from there, we can start meditating, reading, daily reading. And then we can throw in meditating day and night. So if we do it once or twice and two, then we can keep in the mind and we can do it. Okay. So from here, I have so many other reference verses from the Bible, which I have printed which all talks about uh, reading God's word, meditating, and talks about storing up the word of God. And basically it talks about reading scripture, reading the word of God. Okay. Let's see some more verses for prayer. Okay. So the second thing is, uh, second thing that we will look uh, into is prayer. So Romans chapter one, was 9 and 10. If you have Bible, if you're opening, otherwise print out, it's there. It says that, for God is my witness, for my serve, with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing, I mention you always in my prayer. I have just finished reading Thessalonians. So we find that Paul always say, I give thanks. Then he says, I always remember you in prayer. So epistles, even in Bible, we see that uh, this pattern of uh, praying, regular praying, uh, from uh, from the Bible, from the Scripture, basically. And if I ask you one question, uh, please, if you know the answer, you can answer. Where have you seen this verse printed somewhere in Covenant Hope? 
document I can say? Have you seen these words printed in any of our government hope uh, document? When I say document, the handouts that we give, some in-book or membership directory or anything else. Have you seen these words printed somewhere? Yeah, so answer is uh, membership directory. So it's printed just behind. Uh, so I have not taken, like I have been praying from this membership directory. And I used to read from here, so I got this verse from here. Okay, so uh, uh, this will come on practical way of uh, uh, growing in praying. So, uh, also, I just wanted to read out to you Matthew 6, 5, and 8. That is, uh, that's what we see in the book of Matthew. It says that uh, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, <coughs> but uh, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogue and at the street corner that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward, but when you pray, Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you read, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Mm. Here we see that uh, uh, Pharisees and so this is they were praying in crowd in the streets. But uh, here specifically, Jesus is talking about the personal prayer, prayer that is doing with the Lord in alone time uh, when uh, he talks about uh, inside the room. And we see that uh, when our Lord Jesus Christ, when he was here on this earth, how we spend time. Even though he was preaching and teaching to crowd throughout the day, then also he was always finding a time, maybe in the night, uh, most of the time in the evenings and morning, and he has gone away from the crowd and he spent time to pray and spend time with the crowd. So uh, I can just conclude here from these two, three verses and from the idea that we have from Jesus' life. Not only uh, in New Testament, if we see in the Old Testament, and especially if we see Daniel, he prayed three times a day. We see David, the Psalms, like he been praying. So this idea of praying is there from the starting. Uh, so prayer is basically communicating with God. When we say Adam, how they communicated, how he prayed with God, God was talking to them. Right now, God is talking to us through scripture. But, uh, and then, the Adam and Eve, they were talking to God. That is what we have right now in the form of prayer. It's basically a communication with God. So that concludes my prayer part. And I have some other verses listed. And then I want uh, Matt to come up and say something about singing. Thanks, Kesha. Yeah, so we've kind of seen a little bit about how, uh, from the Bible, why we should read the Bible, why we should pray in line with the Bible, and I wanted to talk a little bit about singing. Um, now, I hope all of you are good singers, no, I hope all of you sing, um, and we do sing in church, and there's very typically a very corporate or together element of singing, 
um, people seeing at conferences we sung together, you sing at concerts, people sing at football matches. Uh, there's lots of places where you sing together. It brings this sense of unity. You're all singing the same thing. You're united in one voice. And that's something that's really great for the church. You stop being an individual in that moment and you're singing together corporately, showing your desire to be united as a body under Christ. And the Bible's full of singing. Uh, we see uh, even Genesis chapter 1. I'm not sure if it's a, quite a song. It's like a poem maybe. Um, but right after creation, we see Adam singing when woman is created, when Eve is created. Adam sings in delight. After Israel is brought out uh, of slavery, they cross the Red Sea and Moses leads them in song. David writes a whole book of songs and others as well with lots and lots of singing. When Mary is talking with Elizabeth before Jesus is born, she breaks out into song. When Jesus is born, the angels join in in singing praises. And it doesn't stop there. Paul commands the church to sing as well. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, 18 to 19, be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Later on in Revelation, we actually see that in heaven a new song is sung, worthy, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Singing is all through the Bible from start to finish. It's pretty important. Uh, Keshev pointed out that you see some of the verses he mentioned in the membership directory. Uh, luckily as well, uh, this verse uh, I mentioned as well, Ephesians, uh, is in the church hymn book. Uh, and we're going to give out some of these later. Where is it? This page. Yeah, this page. Uh, it's, it's there, I promise. Um, but yeah, when we sing, um, we actually have two audiences. Uh, when we sing corporately, that is. We direct our praises to God in our singing, and at the same time, we address each other. Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. It teaches and admonishes us all when we sing to each other and to God. We worship God and we teach one another. Um, so Keisha posed the question earlier, well, should we read, pray and sing as Christians? And I hope with me you would answer a resounding yes. We should, we must. And this isn't a new idea that we've come up with for this breakout. This is something that's all through the Bible. It's something that the church has been doing all throughout its history. Communication with God and singing and worship, praying and reading his word, is a must for the Christian life. Paul speaks about training ourselves for godliness, uh, for living the Christian life, in this way in 1 Timothy 4, verse 7 to 8. Sorry, in 1 Timothy 4, he tells us to train ourselves for godliness. And practical ways that that begins is spending daily time with Christ in reading, praying, and singing. Now, I want to point out that doing these things won't make us acceptable to God. We can't sing and pray and read our way into heaven. These things won't make God accept us. No, we read God's word because we want to hear what God has to say. We pray because we want to speak with God. We sing because we're motivated by praise of our God because God has accepted us in Jesus. 
That should be our motive in reading, in praying, and in singing. Not to uh, earn our way to heaven, not to perform for ourselves or for others, uh, but out of a response to what God has done for us in Christ. Yeah, so as I said, questions and answers. Uh, sorry for the first questions. We have taken a little bit of time just to set the foundation. Now it's uh, for all of us to join. And the second question that is discussion one, just below that, the question is what does our daily walk with Christ looks like in personal or family time? So it's time to share. You can share from how you are spending time with God in your in, in day-to-day life. Uh, otherwise, if you want to share from your life, you can do that. Otherwise, what do you think about uh, spending your time or spending in God's presence? What do you think and what you do? So you have options to choose from. You can either share from your life or what you think should be done. I hope my question is clear to you all. I can start basically. So for quite time nowadays, uh, I'm reading from this is book of uh, First John basically. So currently I'm in this season of life where I have my baby boy who gets up at four o'clock almost every day. So morning time, I love morning time to spend in God's presence, but uh, I, I'm, uh, even though I'm awake, uh, I, I tried, but I couldn't do. So what we do, evening uh, you go to sleep at seven, then I have, I have some free time that I need to spend being husband with wife after that I get my time to spend with God so how I do it basically so at this moment I have evening time which is better for me so uh, uh, still I'm learning English songs so I sing most of the time Hindi songs which I remember and that is where I start and then I take a Bible I read from uh, verses from the verse and uh, it's uh, like I, I have been reading from New Testament, so uh, now I have reached to first John. I want to finish my quiet time in uh, New Testament basically. And with my wife, I'm reading. Uh, so, after reading that, sorry, let me just finish my personal quiet time. After reading, I just go through a basic questions basically that we do in our Bible study that is observation, interpretation, and application. If you want to learn more about these terms, then please come and join us for Wednesday Bible study. They teach their uh, God idea from there. And then uh, after that, uh, I, I look for application in my life personally. I pray about it. And then after that, I pray for other church members. I keep uh, membership directly in Bible so that when I read, I can pray for other church members and other issues. And that looks like time frame, it depends, sometimes it is 15 minutes and sometimes it goes more than 30 minutes. So that is how I do quite change. So that is my personal time with the Lord look like. With the family, Yogi is really small, uh, but we pray with him. And with uh, Sanjana, I'm reading now, first king, somewhere, uh, Solomon, uh, sorry, yeah, first king I'm reading, Solomon just built temple in seven years. And so we try to read every day one chapter. So morning uh, we sing, me and Sanjana, we drive to office together. So we utilize that time to sing and pray. And evening again we read and we pray. So this is what is there in my life. And you can share from your life also like how it is going and how you do it. And then we can uh, talk about it more. And, you know, so if we can go to the next question and we can talk more about it.
So it's like a whole group we should share? Yeah, so yeah. Like, like some of you can share, anybody. Yeah, I'll, I can share quickly. Yeah. Um, right now, Kanoa just started working full time, so she leaves at eight. But our, yeah, I guess since we moved to Dubai, we read together in the mornings. And right now we're reading one chapter, and then we'll pray for each, basically choose a person in the directory. We're just going alphabetically, you pray for them, kind of according to what we read. And then we've been keeping the notes from the prayer meeting and just kind of praying for those again, just one at a time. So it's short. We just read and then pray. We kind of talk a little bit. And then when she leaves, it's actually been better. There's like a 30-minute gap between where I start work and after she leaves. And I try to use that for my personal reading just by myself. And I'm, yeah, if, I, if I'm disciplined to keep my phone away, it can be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Challenges will come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else, if you want to say it? Yeah, I think one thing that we have been doing for, I guess, many years now, so the morning time can oftentimes be quite yeah. a lot of a rush. Yes, yes. Um, and so, like, trying to get everyone fed and everything. So one thing that we've been doing, or that we have done, that's been helpful is Pray the Word podcast. I don't know if you've listened to that. Pray the Word with David Platt. It's like a five-minute he reads a, a verse or a passage of scripture, we pray. He prays through it. And so we kind of do that and listen to that as a family. Um, and then what I really love that we do in our, is our family worship every evening. And so no matter what time we get home, um, even if it's like a midnight or even if we're at home and it's you know, 8 o'clock or whatever, who, no matter who's over in our home, we kind of have a, have a set schedule. And for our girls, that kind of ind- indicates, hey, it's time for bed after this. Um, but I think we've loved doing that and just bringing in people, even non-believers who we may have over for a meal. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take some time, and you know, we would go through the storybook Bible, or you know, it kind of changes. You know, we've been through that multiple times, and we have another uh, little kids Bible that we're going through. So we'll read a portion of scripture. We'll sing together, and then if someone's over, we'll ask how we can pray for them, or we'll pray specifically for someone or something in the, um, in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's just been a really sweet time. So I didn't grow up with that at all. Julia, actually, the whole concept of family worship, I just was not familiar with until I got married. Because Julia's dad was really faithful um, as she grew up to leave the, her family in that way. And it's just something that I've really, really appreciated and have grown to, yeah, just love to do as a family. And so, yeah, and we, yeah, we usually sing. We sing off of um, our worship guide. So that's those are the songs Thanks that we choose. Setting. Yeah, because we don't have a hymn, a Covenant of Hope hymn book. Yeah. So well, we we would like keep one. that in mind. Yeah, that's yeah. why we are here. Yeah, the chance that we are. Yeah. Anyone else? Any two of them can say it. Two so words. I can, I can. <clears throat> so in my quiet time, so I do it late in the night or first thing in the internship when I go. So I'm going through book of Ezekiel. So what I do, which I started recently, is praying from the word, which I've never done in the last 30 years or so. Um, so just reading, doing simple observation and praying from the word for myself and for the church and for my family members. <coughs> Uh, with my wife, uh, uh, we don't get enough time together, uh, especially in internships. So uh, recently what we have done is 
taken some time out. She's studying church history. So we have like 20 odd minutes discussing church history, the lecture that she has gone through. Uh, then we end up praying uh, post that discussion. With our kids, uh, with Lyra especially, we are doing uh, Book of Genesis, systematic reading and uh, observation and explanation, which has been very helpful because uh, she's studying 10 and she's asking very difficult questions. Uh, and one thing that I have loved about the Word of God is you cannot avoid the difficult passages when you do systematic study. Uh, say for example, a few weeks back we had to cover Lot and her daughters. Uh, and his daughters. But we had to cover those passages, explain her in her capacity uh, about adultery and other things, uh, which has been very helpful for us as parents to see that you know the Word of God is strong enough to guide our kids even at a very young age. So, uh, one thing we lack is we don't do enough singing. Uh, but yeah, that that's one place I think we can definitely go. Uh, not very often we sing. Thank you, Ben, for sharing. We just heard one testimony where we know that one family is doing family worship because of that kid learned the same thing and because of that Taylor learned that same thing from wife and then so it's like how family worship shapes your kid to grow in worshiping God. Just an example, we just uh, saw that. Okay, so we'll just move forward and we'll have another question. And so they are just below this discussion one. Uh, the question is again, it's uh, similar. It says, uh, How can we grow in reading, praying, and thinking to the Lord daily? How can we grow? How can we grow? That's the question. So, uh, I can say James 1.22 from Bible. Mm -hmm. But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Mm -hmm. So, the simple answer to the question is just let's do it just read just pray and just sing to the Lord and we put these three things together this becomes our quiet time this becomes our personal time with God and so many terms that you have and also this becomes our family worship I might will talk a little bit more about family worship but uh, I just want to discuss few more things about uh, quiet time is basically the first thing is like you might be thinking what time is best for you to spend time in God's presence so what I can say is the time that best suits for you uh, that you can think about it and you can plan ahead because uh, it's not that you will get up uh, and suddenly you will find a time you need to plan ahead and then you need to do it on a certain time. So it's a, you have freedom to choose time uh, because it's not there. Mm -hmm. And then uh, our church, we have English speaking and for many of us, English is, is still new language to us. So which language to consider in reading and praying and singing? Lord knows all the languages. <laughs> and uh, but, but as a church, we are more of English and then uh, we have ESV Bible. So you can do that, you can sing in your language, you can read in your language, you can pray in your language, which God knows. Along with that, if you can read in English also, will be helpful to being a part of the church and to see what's happening in the church and how you can say the same thing with other believers. And one thing I just wanted 
uh, I'm not encouraging is basically just getting up whenever you get time, taking Bible and reading from random verses. What you can do is you can take a book from the Bible and uh, let's say book of John, Psalm, whichever book you decide and you can systematically read one book. If you can do it throughout the Bible, anyway, it's quite changed, it's not your Bible study. So if you can do at least one book and read systematically, it will help you to understand the picture of uh, that particular book and see the overall message of that particular book. Yeah, that is another practical thing. And the second thing is, uh, the question, we talked about three things, read, pray, and sing. Which one you'll go first? Should you read first? Should you pray first? Or should you do otherwise? Can I do only reading? Can I do only reading and praying? Or can I do three of these things together? What do you think? So, anyway, that will answer that question, but I'm just giving... Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, so... Uh, I'm a matter will answer that question later, so I'll just leave it to him. And uh, how we can grow? The question was how we can grow. So what we can do is uh, we have been thinking, uh, we have been talking about the friendship. So we can have friendship in the church and discipline relationship with the friends, and we can share with one another how is our daily quiet time, our daily time with the Lord is going on. That is one thing you can do. Also, you can, uh, if you are not doing it, you can confess to other brothers. You know, so it's like you, uh, you can ask for help. Let's say if you are not able to read, if you are not able to find time, if you are not able to do it all, you can ask, tell her, please, can you help me on this or can you please pray for me? So those things, practically, we can ask for help. And then you can start with singing hymn book from hymn book. And so basically singing will help you to quiet your thoughts basically because you are thinking so many things, your job, things, housing and all. So if you sing a little bit before that, it might help you to uh, bring down all the thoughts and focus on God. Then you can read and then you can pray and you can pray from church membership directly. It might be a struggle at first, but more you do it, you will slowly start enjoying it. And we read the Bible so that we can hear from Him and so that we can learn to live according to His Word. And we pray to communicate with Him. And by singing, we praise and glorify Him. So, and the uh, Bible also talks about praiser and heart. For where your praiser is, there your heart will also be there. So basically, word of God, if God is your treasure, you'll definitely find out time and you'll try your best, even in your difficult circumstances also, to be there and to spend time with uh, God. Yeah, so that's our, uh, let's move to our second discussion point. Oh my God, my God. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, I got mixed up. Okay, so, okay. sorry, we just missed notes. So basically, we both brought our notes up here. Yeah, they all got yeah, mixed together. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So that's about uh, quiet time, and uh, Matt will talk a little bit about uh, family worship, and then we'll go to the other question. Yeah. So I thought I'd just share a little bit about what our family does as family worship, and explain a little bit about why we worship together as a family. Um, family worship is just 
worshiping God as a family together. Um, we meet corporately each week to worship God together as a church. Uh, and I think there's lots of wisdom in meeting together as often as you can as a family and worshiping God and almost setting that culture in your family um, as soon as possible. Um, Joshua, uh, when he's speaking to the Israelites, kind of draws a line in the sand saying, hey, you guys kind of have a decision to make about whether or not you follow the Lord. As for me and my household, we're going to follow the Lord. He kind of makes that line in the sand moment. And I think it's something that we do well to do as well. Um, so for families, if you are living with other Christians, it doesn't have to be your immediate family. It can be your household or those you're living with. Um, family worship is one way that we can carry out Joshua's aim. Mm. Now, the hymn book, which uh, we've mentioned a few times, uh, helpfully has a few tips um, about tips for family worship. They're pretty simple tips. Keep it simple, stick to a plan, find a time that works for you, and if you're going to sing, sing what's familiar first. Uh, And that's kind of what Kate and I have done in our family worship. Uh, After dinner, Quinn will uh, play a little bit, have a bath, and we found that actually he drinks a cup of milk before he goes to bed, and that's maybe the most calmest time in his whole day when he's drinking his milk. He's just absorbed by his milk and he won't move. I'm like, let's use this time. So that's the time when we sit down together. Um, We go through uh, the Jesus Storybook Bible with him. Really short stories um, that are full of great gospel truth. Um, We'll sing a song from the directory. It's great because Quinn's singing makes our singing seem amazing. Um, He goes, which is really cute. Um, But also it makes us feel like, oh, we can sing, you know, we have words. Uh, And then we'll pray um, from what we've read from um, the the story and through the membership directory as well. We'll pick a couple of people um, and go through. Um, Charles Spurgeon says, I think this is what Keisha was referring to earlier. Um, Sorry, Matthew Henry says, they that pray in the family do well. They that pray and read the scripture do better. But they that pray and read and sing do the best of all. And it's kind of pretty, I don't know, maybe it can be a bit daunting kind of thinking, oh man, I'm not reading the Bible each day like so many of you shared about. Um, I'm not doing this with my family. And it's hard to do. There are lots of practical challenges. Um, And so, yeah, I thought it'd be good to spend some time discussing among ourselves what are some of the challenges we face in reading the Bible ourselves in reading the Bible with those who are in our household. And what are some, we'll spend some time thinking about the challenges and then we'll spend some time thinking about just some practical ways that uh, yeah, we can kind of mitigate those challenges. Um, so anyone have some challenges that they find kind of keep them from worshiping God regularly, either personally or in family worship? So irregular working hours. Regu- irregular working hours? Yeah. So yeah. shift work, you don't know when you're going to work, how yeah. to plan a time consistently. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Any other challenges that you face? I don't, I don't have a challenge, but I'm putting it as a question. I don't know even if a Christian should ask. But what if you just don't have the desire to read the word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, lack of desire. You don't even have the desire. Yeah, so that can be challenging. We'll talk we'll kind of come to that. We'll yeah. kind of pull the, the challenges first, and then we'll kind of hopefully address. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a good question. Yep. Uh, sometimes we take reading as a chore mm. and read and just move on with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
I think maybe another one from a, a family perspective, mm -hmm. particularly when you go through the transition of younger kids, per your point, it's you know, to impart wisdom into a young child of two or three or four or five, you kind of, I wouldn't say by force, but you kind of, right? Yeah. Um, they kind of listen and need to do what they need to do, but as they get older, like with our kids, they're now talking 13, so the teenagers kick in. The view is a little different because they're not necessarily wanting, per your point on the other end, there is that desire of wanting to listen to it. So, I mean, you held their book up. We've used that book, yeah, and others. Some of the, the more theology for younger minds. We've used some of that with the kids, but as they get older, to try and sit down with them, there's almost that resistance of wanting to listen to the word. Mm -hmm. So I think that in itself is a challenge from a, a you know a different family chat perspective. Mm -hmm. right? As you're going from this very young sort of they're like sponges just absorbing information to mm -hmm. where they actually now become intellectual and start challenging. Mm. Scripture challenging. Why do we do this? Why do we go to church? Why we? Why do we need to sing? You know, yeah. we want to sing some of the pop songs, not some of mm. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, those are some real practical issues. Mm. And as your kids get older, you will see yes. those things for sure. <laughs> and those who have kids will see that too. So, we've seen that, mm. right? Um, so, I think trying to put that in. I mean, in the end, also the timing things. So if you look in the mornings, we try in the limited time we have is to try and impart and inject scripture. Amy's very good at taking it, but the desire mm. is not there from their part, necessarily in its distractions and yeah. Yeah. typical teenagers, right? Yeah. So right. there's some... Yeah, no, absolutely. Pieces. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I think he's Thanks. ahead of us. Yes, absolutely. Compared <laughs> to our kids. Sometimes I'm going to step back. So we're on to the yeah. Well, we're learning every day. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, Tim. Any others? Any other type you face challenges? They're spending time with the Lord. Any other challenges? A big one for me is my phone. Being distracted. Right. Yeah, like, I pick up my phone. If I'm planning to read the Bible and I pick up my phone, my phone often wins. I find that really difficult. Do any of you guys find similarly? Yep. Not the day. Yeah. And do you find laziness to stop? Uh, sometimes laziness that... Uh, takes you away from the Lord, like you just came, it's tiring day, you know that you have not read Bible today and you want to, you're willing, but you just want to have some me time or lazy time and then, so that can be a challenge, I think. So maybe just, I mean, on the phone topic, yeah. it's very interesting. Um, so, you know, when, you, when I get into bed and you're sort of getting ready for bed, the easy thing to do is get into Instagram or YouTube, so just sort of wind down and watch them. Mm -hmm. But what I, what I find interesting is, saying I've been doing this, I've been intentionally trying to do it, it's hard, right? It's actually then tapping into like something from John Piper, which I've been doing mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I recently watched something with John Piper and John MacArthur, and it was like an hour and 20 minutes, and I thought, I'll get five minutes of this. Before you knew it, I was on the hour and 20 minutes up. And it's amazing how you get drawn into that. So my encouragement to you would be, or even for myself, is when you do get into YouTube and, and whether it's cars or music, whatever it might be, before you do that, take a step into, and John Piper is very engaging, so you're not going to get bored with it, but you'll be amazed at how encouraging that is and it, it snaps you away from... And then by the, by the time you're done with that, you're ready for bed. So <laughs> it's just an, it's something I've tried. 
And and then there's also normally a theme that goes with Piper or MacArthur, you try and follow that. So that's something I've tried, yeah, and it does it works because you, you kind of your heart leans to it. And then I'm going to I'm not going to do this. You do five minutes, you yeah. run through an hour very easily. And it changes what's recommended to you as well. Harder, right. to, go, harder to go down yeah. the rabbit hole if it's all trying to cast. Instead of rabbit hole, you know, watching yeah. Piper, I'm like, what's this? About? <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing, guys. And I think uh, one great thing we could do um, in when we face these challenges is talk to our church. Keshav and I have done a bit of prep work to um, kind of lead this session, uh, but the wisdom that we have pales in comparison to the collective wisdom of our church, the collective wisdom of our elders in particular. Uh, like, I don't have experience in family devotions with older kids, um, little, like teenagers, let alone like a five-year-old. I haven't experienced that. Uh, and so tap into the wisdom of those around you. Um, and I will just run through a few things um, some common challenges uh, that could be helpful, could be not. Um, with phone control, something that uh, Kate and I have done, um, we don't go, we don't have our phones in our room when we go to bed. We just leave them outside, uh, put it away from us, outside the room, uh, and have sought to resolve, doesn't always happen, but to read our Bibles before we touch our phones in the morning. I find if, like when I touch my phone, if I turn it over, I'm like, oh, I'll just do this. I'll just reply to this message. Mm. I'll just do this, and then the morning's gone. Um, something that I think I suffer a lot from is I think to myself that if I set up uh, like a habit or something practical to help me spiritually, that's not very spiritual of me. And I think it's something we face commonly. It's like, oh, I need the will to do my Bible reading. I need the will. I need to be better spiritually and then I can overcome every temptation. And I think it's great to have a stronger will and we should cultivate that. I think it's really helpful to set in place, like make it easier to read your Bible, not harder. Um, have a bookmark in your Bible so it opens at the place you're up to. Uh, put the Bible on the table where you have breakfast so it's right in front of you. So it's really easy to see. Make it easy to do your Bible reading. Uh, get an alarm clock if you're using your phone as an alarm. Like for me, man, if I have my phone in my bedroom, I, I'm not disciplined enough to, to look at John MacArthur. No, yeah, I think it's a great idea, absolutely. So the next um, time you do it, yeah, yeah. do it intentionally. Yeah, if you are going to have your phone, make sure you're using it intentionally. Um, uh, with family worship, um, find a time where you're all gathered together again. It might get harder and harder as they get older and the desire is not there. Um, if you are able to find a time, again, have the materials that you would go through easily on hand. Don't have to go looking for them. Um, don't have to be searching for them. Uh, we started using... We were really bad at praying through the membership directory, so we started using the directory as a bookmark in the Bible. It's like, oh, there it is. It's right there. Easy to pray through. Um, uh, a few other things that were mentioned. Irregular hours... Um, that's, yeah, that's really tricky. How are you going to have a set schedule if your hours aren't consistent? If you don't know when you're going to be working or when you're going to not, I think that's going to take a lot more work uh, daily, a lot more work to kind of set up a habit if it's not habitual. Um, and desire and uh, having no desire and having um, Bible reading kind of be a chore, I think is kind of similar uh, similar problem. I think pray. 
Pray uh, that God would grow your desire. Pray that God would change your heart to want more of him. That's something I've struggled with quite a lot, is I don't desire to read my Bible. How am I going, how can I, how can I leave this session uh, when I have struggled with not desiring to read my Bible? Um, and yeah, I think, uh, Keisha had mentioned earlier, I confess this uh, to one another. Confess that, hey, I've been really struggling in this area. Uh, this is something that's really difficult for me to do. Uh, and pray that God would, would grow you in that. Adapting to older kids um, was another thing I had written down. Again, this is something that I don't have any experience in. I only have a two-year-old and a six-month-old. So I don't know what is going to come uh, when teenagers come. Want to have a little bit of a clue. Uh, but yeah, it will be a challenge as you adapt to older kids. Um, yeah, it's easy to say uh, now. Um, but I think setting habits early, hopefully, will let those habits stay. Uh, again, not easy to do in practice, just an idea. Um, and I thought one way that we could all finish together as we're gathered as a church family, um, I thought we just had devotions together. Um, so I'm going to read from the Child Storybook Bible, just to give you an example of a quick kind of five minute devotions. Um, I'm just going to sit down actually. I don't stand up while I'm doing this. Um, so we're going to read, we're going to pray, and we're going to sing together. Well, then I can conclude after that. Uh, so this is the Good Shepherd. David was a shepherd, but when God looked at him, he saw a king. Sure enough, when David grew up, that's just what he became. And David was a great king. He had a heart like God's heart, full of love. Now, that didn't mean he was perfect, because he did some terrible things. He even murdered a man. No, God, uh, David made a big mess of his life. But God can take even the biggest mess and make it work in his plan. Mm. I need a new heart, Lord, David prayed, because mine is full of sin. Make me clean inside. God heard David's prayer. He forgave David and he made David a promise. I will make you great, David. And one day a king will be born into your family and he will heal the whole world. Did you know that David was a songwriter too? In fact, his songs were so good, they might have been in the top 40 charts if they'd been invented then. David's songs are like prayers. They are called Psalms, and this one is called the Song of the Shepherd. It goes like this. God is my shepherd, and I am his little lamb. He feeds me, he guides me, he looks after me. I have everything I need. Inside, my heart is very quiet as quiet as lying still in soft green grass in a meadow by a little stream. Even when I walk through the dark, scary, lonely places, I won't be afraid because my shepherd knows where I am. He is here with me. He keeps me safe. He rescues me. He makes me strong and brave. He is getting wonderful things ready for me, especially for me, everything I ever dreamed of. He fills my heart so full of happiness, I can't hold it all inside. Wherever I go, I know God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love will go too. God gave David that song to sing to his people so they could know that he loves them and would always look after them like a shepherd loves his sheep. And one day, 
God was going to do something that would inspire thousands upon thousands of new songs. God was going to show his people once and for all just how much he loved them. Mm. Another shepherd was coming, a greater shepherd. He would be called the Good Shepherd. And this shepherd was going to lead all of God's lambs back to the place where they had always belonged, close to God's heart. Um, we have some church hymn books that we can give out uh, for those who would like them. Taylor, you seem pretty keen on one. Um, we have two more. Anyone else? Anyone wants them? We'll get more. Um, okay, so I'm just going to conclude a little bit and then we'll sing together. Can yeah. I say one point? Because I, I was just thinking to say you have to pray and to sing and to read. Um, one of the things that I have kind of understood in my quiet time is you know, when I start my quiet time, I pray first. Mm. I want to read God's word and I pray that God open my heart to what He would tell me. Mm. So I'm looking at prayer as what I'm telling God mm-hmm. and reading as what God is telling me. Yes. Mm. So once I've read that word, I also pray, I do a little bit of introspection and I, I pray back saying, God, if there's sin in what I've done, mm. let this scripture guide me. So I, I look at just not praying and uh, reading, praying, and singing. I just say, pray, read, pray, sing. So, so sequence you can change, yeah. but the important yeah. what we are looking from this session sure, is yeah. consistent and regular time in yeah. this process. That's our aim. Can time can fluctuate, yeah, yeah. things can go here and there, but what we are looking is basically a regular yeah, and consistent yeah. time in this process. Yeah. So basically we were listening from this morning and it's very much clear that we were enemies of God and then when God in his love we became friends with God. And uh, as we started this session, we see that we are, we are here to obey His commandment. We are here to worship Him. And we are no more, uh, live, uh, we are changed. Like we are in Christ, we are new creation. Now, you have life before Christ and life after Christ. And if you say nothing has changed after becoming Christ, then it's a question mark for us, you know, like after knowing Christ, the Spirit is there in us. So something has to change. And the change I'm talking about, the time that you are spending in God's presence. I'm talking about giving highest priority in our life to God. Before that, we had so many other priorities, but we know that Lord is our King right now for our life. And so, He should be our highest priority. And that leads to our last question. Ultimately, shouldn't our goal be to grow like Christ? That's the last part. So, If you claim to be a believer and never crave to know more about God or His Word, then I would be concerned as whether to as to whether or not you are a true believer. I'll read this again. If you claim to be a believer and never, never crave to know more about God or His Word, then it would be concerned as to whether or not you are a true believer. God is clear. We must have a life of reading, praying. Other word you can say, we can have a, uh, we must have a life of fellowship with God, friendship with God. Like basically spending time in His presence. And uh, this will help us to grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. What is growing spiritually? Basically it's like a growing like a Christ. 
We were enemies because sin was there. So our aim is to grow in holiness. Our aim is to grow in self-denial. Our aim is to grow, aim is to become like Christ. So that's what we, that is why we do, we spend daily time in His presence. So one takeaway from today's session should be regular and consistent time in His presence, reading, praying, singing, things here and there, different timing, but it should be regular. Goal is to be like Christ. And uh, I can conclude here saying that, as I said before, our heart, where is our heart? That is very important. If our treasure is our Lord Jesus Christ, then we'll always try our best to find time to spend in His presence. Uh, let's pray. Uh, sing song. Yes. We can sing then, we can praise. Um, if you could maybe share the hymn books, I'd just send the song as well to the group chat on your phone. Um, but I'll sing Jesus, Thank You on page 52. This will be a task starting, so okay. The mystery of the cross I cannot comprehend. The agonies of Calvary. You, the perfect Holy One, crushed your Son, who drank the bitter cup reserved for me. Your blood has washed away my sin, Jesus, thank you. The Father's wrath completely satisfied, Jesus, thank you. Once your enemy, now seated at your table, Jesus, thank you. By your perfect sacrifice I've been brought near. Your enemy, you made your friend. Pouring out the riches of your glorious grace. Your mercy and your kindness know no end. Your blood has washed away my sin. Jesus, thank you. The Father's wrath completely satisfied. Jesus, thank you. Once your enemy, now seated at your table. Jesus, thank you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that uh, we can come to your presence uh, because... Uh, your son sacrificed for us, he died and rose again. And because of uh, him, Lord, we can come to your presence, Lord. Lord, we pray this moment, uh, we pray for all of us and we pray for Covenant of Church, Lord, that help us to grow in spending time in your presence, Lord. Help us to grow in reading thy word. Help us to grow in praying, Lord and help us to grow in singing. Help us to grow in worshiping you daily, Lord. Uh, give us wisdom 
and Lord, uh, we have some practical challenges also. Lord, uh, help us uh, to overcome all those challenges. And especially we pray, pray that, Lord, help us uh, to be intentional with one another, especially with uh, our brothers whom uh, we are spending time with whom we are uh, reading Bible, our discipling, Lord, uh, help us to share with them our daily walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. And Lord, uh, ask for uh, one another to help and to grow. And Lord, help us uh, uh, as a members of uh, Covenant Hope Church to grow in holiness and to grow in self-denial and Lord, to grow like uh, uh, you, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.